Welcome back to Three Guys in a Pod. Fellas, we are officially under a week away from free agency and under 50 days until the draft. How we feeling? What's up, dude? good, boys. What up, guys? Got my vaccine this week. Feeling good. Nice, nice. Springtime temps are coming in. Terrible last winter is almost over, so things are looking up. It was 66 degrees here in good old Indiana today. Oh, wow. I'll take it. I was about to... I was about to brag North Carolina was in the 70s, but you guys are doing all right up there. We're dropping back down to like 45, I think, like this weekend or next week or something. Still sucks. Indiana sucks. Don't ever visit Indiana. <laughs> Nothing to do here. Trey, we don't even want to know what it's like there in, in the Bay, Tampa yeah. Bay area. So, it's only going to be like 80s like this week. Ooh. It's only going to be 80s this week. So That's rough. A little chilly. <laughs> Must be nice. But uh, Let's dive right in here. Let's get in the news and notes. There's only a couple, but we'll get into it. Big Dolphins news for the week is swap us swapping seventh round picks for former first rounder Isaiah Wilson. Senior Bowl director Jim Nagy says if the Dolphins can get Isaiah Wilson straightened out, that would be a mauling right side with Robert Hunt kicked inside at guard. First off, will he make the roster? And second off, how do you th- how do you feel about the trade, Cody? I mean, it's hard not to love the trade. I mean, there's really not a huge downside here. Like, we didn't really lose a draft pick even. I mean, we swapped years. We don't get it this year. We get one next year, which is fine. But if he doesn't make the team, so what? We kick the tires on someone who has still a lot of upside. Like, who knows? Um, I mean, obviously, he was kind of a head case in Tennessee. Um, but who knows why those bridges were burned so early? And I think – the Dolphins, if it's going to work out anywhere for him, Miami is kind of the perfect fit on paper, at least. I mean, obviously with the Flores connection, uh, he went to the same high school in Brooklyn. Um, obviously, he's probably good buddies with Solomon Kinley, played in college with him at Georgia. Um, he's just like the perfect fit for what the Dolphins look for in offensive linemen as far as size. I mean, he's 6'6", 350 pounds. Like, come mm-hmm. on. Like, <laughs> why would you not? like try to see if this could work out, especially for the low cost. So I don't think we should bank on him making the team just because he's been kind of a loose cannon so far. Um, and I don't think it would influence what we do in the draft. Like I've heard some people say, this means we're not going to get Sewell now. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the case. He wouldn't even have time to come in and show prove that he's like going to work hard and be everything we want him to be to say, we're not going to get Sewell. But he could be a great depth piece. He could maybe win that right tackle job eventually, uh, best case scenario. So I think it's a great move by us. It makes a lot of sense. And I can't wait to see if he can turn it around. Charles, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a low risk, um, low risk, high reward situation. Um, you know, honestly, and I hate saying it as a Dolphins fan, but it's a, it's a Patriot-like move. Um, you know, I saw I saw some people kind of complaining about it. And there's really nothing to complain about. I mean, most of the times, you know, seventh round picks, they get cut anyway. Um, You know, if this works out, you you didn't, I mean, it's, you've got a starter on the O-line and, you know, his build, I mean, he he had talent coming out of college. It's just, he just wasn't, you know, he just didn't make the best, the best decisions, uh, obviously this past year, but still, I mean, you didn't give up much. Um, and if it works out, I mean, that's a, that's a home run, another home run ball. Um, you know, and it is kind of, it's, I don't get, I don't get why people are, um, like complaining about it. Cause again, 
seventh round pick. It really doesn't matter. I mean, the Patriots make moves like this and it's like, they're glorified. It's like, Oh my gosh, they're genius. But it's like when the dolphins do it, it's like, there's enough people that already shit on us for these moves. Like just sit back and let's see if it let's 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 see if it works out first before we just complain about it when there's really nothing to complain about. So we'll see. I mean, like like Cody said, Cody said it perfectly. Um, you know, if if it works out, you know, great. Obviously, don't bank on it. Um, but if it works out, I mean, <laughs> that's another one for Greer. So yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, worst that happens is we pay him four million over the next three years. Like if we cut him, right. and he doesn't perform for us yeah so yeah a, a lot of people were saying like don't bring him in he's gonna be a locker room distraction like flores prioritizes team culture but i think we've kind of graduated from that phase where we need to like get all the right guys in the building i think we have a strong nucleus of a culture now and now it's the time where we bring in guys like him like that's, that's what the patriots do they have a strong core like you said a strong nucleus in place so they can take a chance on somebody like him who, if it's going to work out for, it's going to work out in a locker room like the Dolphins have, where there's going to be more accountability, um, a good coaching staff. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't get too concerned about the character issues just because, obviously, it's such a low risk. Like, if we lose a seventh-round pick, that's fine. But I think, like I've said, it's, this is the perfect fit on paper, at least, if it's going to work out for him. If it's not going to work out him for him in Miami, it's not going to work out for him anywhere. He's doomed to be a bust. But um, let's give him a second chance, and I'm glad he's going to be in Miami. Mm-hmm. So let's get into uh, the franchise tags for this week. Uh, there was only like 9 or 10, but I'll just read them off really quick. Taylor Moton from Carolina, offensive tackle. Cam Robinson, offensive tackle for Jacksonville. Brennan Sheriff, guard for Washington. Uh, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson. Leonard Williams, defensive tackle for the Giants. He was the only defensive lineman tagged. And then safeties Justin Simmons for the Broncos, Marcus May for the Jets, and Marcus Williams for the Saints. How do you guys think this is going to affect free agency for the league? And also, how will it impact anyone we might sign for the Dolphins? Travis? Um, I mean, it's going to affect it. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how much. Um, you know, we already, today they announced, you know, the, the cap. So, you know, that's, that's, that's going to affect it. Um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Barrett from, uh, it's Barrett, Tampa Bay. Kill Barrett. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to, I mean, obviously they're not gonna be able to afford him. Um, so I mean, that'll affect it. Um, we'll see, you know, what other teams do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of things are up in the air. I mean, I was thinking about that today. I mean, when they announced just, you know, him, Besides him, even, you know, with him, just thinking about the cap in general, it's going to be interesting. I mean, and I think I think Van Noy, like we talked about that last week, I think us releasing Van Noy, I think that really started it. I mean, going into the offseason, I really didn't think about it like that. But as shocker as, you know, as a, a shock, as shocking as that move was, um, it's going to be a wild free agency. And, you know, with the numbers and with the pandemic affecting that. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting one, that's for sure. Yeah, the uh the Saints are still have to shed over like fifty million cap space. And they just they're gonna have to as uh what's his name? Marcus will yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to do some work yeah. let some guys go. It's just nuts. But, yeah. That safety market dried up real quick though. See yeah, the potentially in the market for a safety. For real. Not too many options left. There is a guy that I like that I'll discuss later. 
let me get to some of the free agent targets. Um, but that that's my drive up his price too. Like if you there's three or four guys that are under the tag now and are on the market, um, just a supply and demand issue. Like that's going to drive up the price of the guy you want. That's true. Same thing at receiver with uh, Godwin and um, a Rob. Those guys going on the tag. That's fewer options available there in the open market. So like if we do want a guy like um, Juju or uh, Curtis Samuel or Galladay, they're probably going to be a little more expensive um, now, but we'll see how that works. I think uh, I'm curious to see how aggressive we get at receiver, especially with how deep uh, the position is in the draft. Um, I know we desperately need some receiver help, um, but I'm not sure – um, how aggressive we'll be. I know some of the big names are being floated out there. Um, they're going to be a little expensive. We have plenty of picks to address a position in the draft. I'm sure we might do both, but it is a little bit of a dilemma um, given how the market's shaken out. Yeah, the uh, the pricing, the, that first day, it's going to be pretty wild, I, I would guess. There's a lot of teams with a lot of money, like the Jaguars, the Jets. We have a decent amount of money. The Patriots, they've all got a lot of money to spend and. There's still some big names out there, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, let's move on to a game we played last week, the Resign or Reject. We're going to give the uh, defensive edition this time, though. So we'll start off with Vince Beagle, linebacker slash edge. Cody, Resign or Reject? Yeah, definitely bring Vince Beagle back. I know it was a little bit up up in the air, I think, uh, with Van Noy on the outs. I would just like to bring him back just for depth. I wouldn't a bank on him taking up any of Van Noy's uh, snaps per se. I think he'd be more of a depth piece, like I said. Um, but he flashed enough in 2019. I mean, he did some good things rushing the passer, uh, playing on the edge. So I think, especially him getting hurt, I think he'll be very cheap to bring back. Um, so I would definitely bring him back, unless we're pretty salty about him posting uh, his support <laughs> to Sean Watson on Twitter. Just um, kind of a shitty move for a when you have two on the roster, I understand fans doing it, but it's another thing for current players when you're not sure how it's going to shake out. Um, but I don't know if Flores and them are too worried about uh, social media stuff that isn't too big of a distraction. So yeah, bring Vince Beagle back. Travis. Yeah. And well, and like, at least he deleted it right away. He knew, he knew. <laughs> um, if you would have asked me that before Van Noy, I probably would have just said to cut him. Um, but because of Annoy, yeah, I would say, you know, um, probably re-sign him. Um, it'd be nice to get him on a more, you know, when we, if we do re-sign him on a more like team friendly deal, um, you know, because he did have such a good year. Um, you know, granted we don't, I mean, he, he was, he had that good season, but you know, that was the season that we were supposed to be tanking and losing every game. So, I mean, we don't know exactly, you know, how much that affected it, but he's still like, I mean, he could be a good player and, um, you know, he can get to the quarterback and, uh, so yeah, definitely with Van Noy, I would say bring him in, bring him back. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would say, uh, I think a good deal would be for both sides to do like a one year prove it deal. Let him showcase his skills in our system. And if he can get some snaps that Van Noy left behind and maybe get him a bigger contract or even resign him the year after if he plays well. So I would say yeah, pr- prove it deal to make sure he's healthy after coming back from that injury. Yeah. I can't, sure. right? Yeah. Then on to the next guy was another guy coming off an injury, Landon Roberts. Travis, what you think? I mean, again, it's it's tough with losing Van Noy. With Roberts, though, I gotta say, I gotta say, let him go. 
Um, you know, he played 39% of snaps um, this past season. Um, you know, he's not exactly great in space. Um, you know, he passed a rating of 135 on 35 tar- on 23 targets. Sorry, <laughs> not great. Uh, he had 11 missed tackles, and I mean, he was recorded the worst. He he had the worst PFF grade of any linebacker in the league. So, uh, yeah, he, he had some big hits though. He had some nice hits. He did have some nice hits. I know. I remember. The, yeah, there was. Uh, I forget who was against. Um, but that was one that was definitely nice. I mean, he can he can lay the wood, but yeah, no, uh, we're gonna have to get somebody else. Somebody else in there. Cody? Yeah, I agree. I mean. I think we definitely prioritize coverage ability with our linebackers because we don't want to have to have guys just play two downs. We want three down linebackers. Like Travis said, Robert really did struggle in coverage. Um, and he, the injury was pretty bad and it was late in the year. So I would not count on him coming back and being healthy at all. So um, I would definitely let him walk and try to upgrade um, depth and a starting linebacker in free agency in the draft. For me, uh, I'd be all right with it. But I think it's one or the other with Vince Beagle or him. Just bring back one on a prove-it deal and then just find the replacement and draft or free agency. Get some young guys in there, new fate, fresh faces in there, and see what they can do. So let's go on to another guy who was injured, Davin Gotchow. This is an interesting one for me, but what do you think, Cody? Um, I probably would let him walk. Um, if he wanted to come back on a team-friendly deal, I would totally welcome him back. I think he showed some positive signs. I think he's a good fit in the locker room. But I think with us having Wilkins, Zach Sealer, and uh, Raquan Davis, I think we have a pretty strong three-man rotation there. I think we do need to add another guy. But I'm more inclined to do that in the draft just because um, I think Godshaw wants to be paid um, higher, like more of a starting caliber lineman. And I think he's probably the fourth guy in that rotation right now. Um so, yeah, I think he's going to look for more money, uh, a bigger role elsewhere. Yeah, I would, I'd have to agree. I have to agree with Cody. Um, I would just say let him go. Um, you know, he's, he's improved. Um, he's definitely improved uh, each year. But, you know, 5.2, you know, pressure rate. He's only had three sacks, you know, across the board. Um, you know, Davis, Sealer, they stepped up uh, this past season and played well. Uh, you know, if you're going to get it, if you're going to, if it's a team friendly contract, okay, you know, again, um, then fine. So be it, let's, you know, resign him, get a little depth. But like Cody said, I don't see that happening. So let's just move on and find something else, you know, um, you know, more affordable and free agency or uh, take care of it in the draft. Yeah, my answer uh, halfway through last year probably would have been to like, let's see what he can do, bring him back for one more year. But Raekwon Davis stepped up and played really good down the stretch. He didn't get a lot of like recognition on Twitter or anything from what I saw, but he played really good. He was a force he's in the got, game. He's got an elite potential. I think he yeah, might he be, does. when it's all said and done, one of our best players on the whole roster. If he can improve like we think he's going to, he's just humongous, like 6'7", 330 pounds. Um yeah, the sky's the limit. I can't wait to see him in year two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The question was another talent coming out of the draft. It was always just like, how much does he want to prove like he can be great and push himself? But I think we saw I think we saw the glimpses. Let's hope he yeah. can move Never forward. There. Yeah. Let's go to the next segment, Keeper Cut. Now, all three of these guys are safeties for us. So we'll start with number one, Bobby McCain. We could save $5.6 if we cut him. 
What do you think, Cody? I think I've seen a lot of people saying we should move on from Bobby McCain. Um, I know Barry Jackson and the Miami Herald, too, has been reporting that the Dolphins are very interested in upgrading our safety position. But I'm not 100% convinced we're going to move on from Bobby, especially with how the, the free agency market is drying up. Um, I thought he was pretty solid last year. I mean, he's a great communicator, a good leader on defense. He's very good in coverage um, as a single high safety. Um, what he lacks, he's not much of a playmaker. He's not going to get as many interceptions. He's not very good at run support, so he's not going to come up and fly up and lay hard hits or um, be good in the running game. But I think he's just a reliable player. And I think with how aggressive our defense is, um, I think it's important to have someone who's not going to make mistakes back there. It's pretty easy uh, to let somebody out and get open deep when we're so aggressive on defense. So I, I like Bob McCain. I would probably keep him unless we can find a for sure upgrade in free agency. And there's one guy that I'll talk about a little later who I like a lot. But if we don't sign that guy, I would definitely keep Bob McCain. Maybe draft somebody um, and let him learn under Bob McCain for a season or compete with him at least. And But for 2021, I think I'd probably keep Bobby. Travis? Uh, this one's a difficult one for me. Um, I, I agree with Cody um, you know, somewhat. The thing is, is yeah, I mean, like when when you think of when you think of him, it's it's hard for me to sit back and think, okay, like, man, he really like that play that he made. That was just, you know, that was amazing. Or yeah, I remember, you know, remember this game. Like he had a, a game changing, you know, play that really, you know, just helped the defense. Um, while at the same time, you know, he's he's not a play, you know he's not a playmaker, but he's consistent. Um, that being said. Um, I would say I'd have to say cut him, and it hurts saying that, but I just think that yeah, like I just think I think we can. I know some, I know, and and a lot of fans are split on this, and it's just I think that we can get someone that's just uh, just better. Um, the problem is like Cody said, with that market kind of drying up, that does kind of it makes me nervous. Um, but still, I mean. I just there's just a couple he's he's there's a few plays that stick out in my mind and it doesn't happen often but when it does it's you know whether it's taking the wrong angle or you know and then there's just yeah I mean you just there's never anything that's just like wow like he that was a great play like there's just nothing like I and I just think that we could upgrade in that area for for a little bit of, you know maybe a little bit of extra money um you know whether it's in the draft um and maybe I'm just being cheap too. I don't know, but it's just, I just, I, I'm in the middle and then I'll just have to say, I would have to make the decision of, I'd have to move on from him. Uh, for me, it's the difficult decision, but I think I'm in the same boat as Cody. I think we're a year away from cutting him for me right now. Uh, our secondary's good enough to keep guys accountable and like hold people in the passing game. But I think it would be a luxury to cut him and try to upgrade at the position at this moment. We have so many other needs on our roster. I think get the offense right this year, and then next year if we're good on offense, then try and upgrade at the position. But for now, I'm I'm good with keeping him for another year. Let's move on to Eric Rowe, other safe starting safety. Travis, what'd you think? We could save five million if we cut him. With Rowe? Um he, I mean, he was a nice little, uh, he, he was, he was nice. Um, with me wanting to cut Bobby, I would want to probably 
keep uh keep him um i'd you know like to maybe restructure um his contract i have to check i forget i checked the uh i was looking at his salary earlier um you know maybe and again i'm just being cheap i just think with seeing the cap um today i'm just i'm being cheap it's not even my money i don't know why but i'm just trying to be as cheap as possible but i would take row i mean I, there he at least i can sit you know with row um you know i sit back and i can think of a couple games where i'm like you know he 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 played well um you know he didn't exactly play well against the chiefs i think that was the big one for me um and you know there's a couple of other games in there but he's i mean he's improved and i don't know i've always i've always liked row it's just my thing against Bobby. I don't know what it is against Bobby. I have something against Bobby. I'll have to figure it out. But oh, it's because he's small. Maybe it, it might be it. And just, yeah, I mean, it's just, he usually does stuff. And I'm like, I'm just focused on it. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But I, yeah, I would, uh, I'd be okay with Roe. Cody? I'd actually probably let Roe go. So we're uh, different here. Um, I think the Dolphins really like what we have in Brandon Jones. I thought he flashed a lot as a rookie. I think he projects a little bit more to Rose position than the Canes. He's a little interchangeable. Um, I think he can play a little bit of both positions, but I think I like him a little better as someone who's going to be closer to the box. I can come up and run. I think he'd be a big upgrade in run support. I think he's more physical than McCain and Rowe. Uh, so that would certainly be an upgrade. What I'm a little worried about with Brandon Jones is his coverage ability. He didn't really grade very well in coverage this year or in college. Um, but I think we've developed our DBs pretty well since Flores has been in town. So I think we might take a, a chance on that. Um, I know Roe did a pretty good job with tight ends for the majority of the season. It was just that uh, against Travis Kelsey and against uh, Walker in Vegas, he got torched a little bit. Um, it's hard to blame him for that, but at the same time, um, he isn't maybe as locked down and covered as we thought he was. So I'd probably get Brandon Jones a chance to start. And that would probably mean Roe is out um, for me. What about you, Trayden? Uh, I'm 50-50 on it. I mean, if we cut him, I'll be all right. If we don't, I'll be happy about it too. But like you said, he his worst games are against the two best tight ends in the league right now. Kel- no one stopped Kelsey last year. No one stopped Waller last year. It's hard to game plan against those guys, especially with like Tyreek Hill on the other side of Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. But... I think I'd lead keep him just like Bobby one more year. Try to get Brandon Jones more snaps though, and put him in, infuse him into the defense, and then get him super comfortable with it. So that way we're good on cutting him next year, let him go. But I think I, I think I'd keep him one more year. So let's go to Clayton Fahedalim, safety. We can save about two and a half million. Now this isn't a this isn't a starting guy, but he's a good special teamer. So what do you think, Cody? Yeah, we definitely signed him to be a special teams ace. I don't think we had him starting ever in mind at safety. Um, but he was kind of exposed pretty badly. Um, I think he came in during the Chiefs game, and he tried to cover. Yeah. <laughs> he did had no chance, and he got he got beat pretty bad by Tyreek Hill. Um, so I think we probably let him go just because um, you could probably find someone in the draft, even late or even in undrafted free agency, who can come in and play special teams. Doesn't even have to be a safety. It could be a corner. It could be a receiver. It could be a lot of different positions can uh, make up for what he did on special teams. But that's that's the money I would like to spend elsewhere um, if we're going to be as aggressive as I think we're going to be uh, this free agency period. Maybe put Jakeem in uh, 
on special teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you think? I would say, you know, I would say cut him. Um, the one thing I did, you know, I wanted to say uh, with Roe, I de- I definitely want to see uh, Jones, more Brandon Jones. Um, I want to see what he can do. Um, yeah, I mean, he was a solid special teams player. Um, you know, he, he made, he's definitely a for sure tackle, but yeah, like Cody said, just like with Tyree kill, I mean, that was one of the plays. Uh, it's just, I don't, I don't think it's really going to work out. So, um, if he restructured, I mean, I would definitely, he's a solid special teams player. So, I mean, again, with being cheap, if he would, if he were to restructure and, you know, it was a, it was a a more friendly deal and we could put him on the uh, special teams. I mean, special teams was solid for us and you know that's going to help you win games so i don't take special teams lightly um just not at that price i mean you know we need to we need to save the money so um you know if if he weren't to uh restructure i'd have to say let him go yeah i'm in the same boat 2.5 billion is a lot for a guy that would always play or play like 10 to 15 steps a game on special teams exactly i'd say let him go and we, let's talk about potential restructures. Byron Jones, if we would restructure, we could save about nine to ten million. Would you be comfortable doing that? And if we would, would you want to use that money to give it to Xavier Howard, Travis? What you think? Uh, I so unlike others, I actually do. I really do like Byron Jones. Um, I see a lot of people, and maybe I'm not seeing. Maybe there's something that I'm missing. Um, you know, he's a lockdown corner. Um, I know, you know, I know X, he, he's a lockdown and, um, at the same time he can kind of bait kind of quarterbacks to throw a pass that, and then he can pick it off and, you know, but I like, I like Byron. I mean, I think he, um, I think, you know, he's a good, he's a good corner for us. And I think he, you know, if you can't throw his way, who are you going to throw to? You're going to throw X's. <laughs> exactly. So it's a, it's, it's a tough, this one's a tough one because I'm honestly, and, you know, we've talked about this and maybe I shouldn't be nervous about it, but I am kind of nervous. I'm nervous about how this is going to shape up because it's like if we don't, if we put our foot down and we're like, no, like we just gave you a contract. Like, yeah, like you had a good season, but we just gave you a contract. You signed it. We're not giving you any more. This could be I mean, we could <laughs> I really don't even want to think about it. Um, so, yeah. But at the same time, it, it's one of those things where I wish we would have done it differently uh, in the beginning and, you know, with Payne Byron, um, you know, I think he, I think, you know, he deserved it and, you know, we had, we got him in here and I think he did a good job this past season, but yeah, best case scenario, I would like for us to restructure and I would like to give it to X. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. That's one of the, you know, this is one thing where that we excelled at that part um, of the defense last season. And, you know, we've got enough things that we need, need to address this off season. I want to keep taking the step forward. I don't want to take steps back. So, yeah, I mean, if Byron would be cool with it, I'd definitely be okay with it. Restructure it. And yeah, throw, throw a little X's way and, you know, whatever we got to do to, to keep them happy. Cause they played very well this past season. Cody. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people can understand X's frustration He's probably the best corner in the league, and he's not even the highest paid on his own team. So I understand where he's coming from. I think um, the optics obviously don't look the best, but it was free agency. You're always going to pay a little bit more for someone in free agency as you are to re-sign your own guy. So that's the only reason why Byron Jones is making more. Um, Like you said, I thought he was pretty solid this past year. I think he enables us to play the scheme we do. 
which is very aggressive. You know, we're going to send the house at times. We're going to play, um, show mixed fronts and really confuse offenses. You really can't do that without um, lockdown coverage on the outside. And I think Jones probably didn't play up to his level of what we expected. Um, just because when he was targeted, he did give up uh, more like a pretty high percentage of yards for every target, one of the worst in the league. But he doesn't get targeted that often because um, he's, he's got pretty sticky coverage. So I think, yeah, I would want to do everything I can to keep these two guys together. I see a lot of people talking about trading X. Um, like if X was being floated around on the trade market on any other team, every Dolphins fan on Twitter would be like, oh, we got to trade for him. <laughs> Why are we trying to give up the best defensive player in the league last year, at least one of them? Um, I think our defense is just too reliant until we get some an upgrade at the edge position, until we see what guys like Raekwon Davis can do as he grows. Our defense is just too reliant on X and Byron. Uh, you take those guys away. I think we had a probably below average defense last year. Like you saw at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. when uh, Byron Jones got hurt, like our defense was not the same. When he came back, we were quite a bit better. So, yeah, I would do everything I can to keep those guys happy. Um, hopefully Byron understands and uh, wants to – maintain a good relationship with X and keep the duo together and be willing to restructure and um, save us some money so we can be aggressive. Um, the only thing that does is kind of kick the can down the road when it comes to potentially having an out for Jones, if we did restructure. So if we're having any doubts at all about signing him to that massive contract, maybe we don't. Um, but I would feel comfortable enough to try to restructure and um, give, give X a raise and make him one of the highest paid corners in the league. Cause he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of Jones as well. I think he played well. Like you said, when he was thrown to, it's it was very often, but he usually got uh, exposed a little bit. But that's because he barely gets thrown to, and he sticks to his guy so well. That helps X a lot. But I don't know if I would want to restructure because, like you said, it kicks the can down the road. I don't I don't really like that. I say just pay him now. We we have a rookie quarterback on his rookie deal. We're not paying him anywhere close to what. He should be paid if we were paying a franchise guy. Now's the time to spend money, give money to the guys like X and Byron, and just go all out trying to create a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about potential free agents. Now, the official number that came out is $182 million per team. So after the Van Noy cut, uh, we'll have about $34 million in cap space. But after we trim the roster a little bit, it'll probably be closer to $40 million. So... We can get a couple difference makers in on offense or defense with that. So let's go with edge first. Who's your favorite edge players, Cody? Well, I really like this fragency class at edge. I think it's really deep. And the more I look at it, um, when I take into account what's available in the draft, to me, I would probably, if I was going to spend a lot of money somewhere in fragency, I might do that at edge before I did it at wide receiver. It's because there's really not that like dominant edge rusher this year in the draft, like a Chase Young. Um, and there's plenty available, so maybe the, uh, the price tag won't be as high, like the supply-demand thing we talked about earlier. Um, there's some good options there. Um, and wide receiver is so deep, so I'd be more comfortable maybe bargain, sh- bargain shopping a little bit at wide receiver and then maybe spending a lot of money to try to upgrade the edge position because if we could get an elite edge rusher, that's going to set our defense over the top. I think we obviously can get a lot of pressure with the scheme, but we're not very good when we have to only rush four guys and drop guys in coverage. So we could have that versatility where we, we can send the house, we can uh, confuse 
quarterbacks with who's coming, but also if we drop people back in coverage and rush people and still get consistent pressure, I think our defense will be legitimately one of the best in the league, regardless of matchup. Um, and as far as the guys I like, I'm not 100% convinced Shaq Barrett. I'm not 100% convinced that the uh, Buccaneers are going to let him go. I've, I've seen people still saying they're going to resign him somehow. I don't know how they're keeping all this talent. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing at the cap. It's very frustrating to see all these great players uh, stick in Tampa. Uh, but Shaq Barrett, if he does become available and the Buccaneers can't sign him, you throw all your other plans out the window, in my opinion. You back up the Brinks truck and you resign, You try to sign him because he is an absolute stud. His sack numbers went down a little bit last year, but he was second in quarterback hurries uh, behind Aaron Donald. And the third-place guy was like – 15, 20 hurries down from there. So even though his sacks went down from 20 in 2019 to like nine this past year, he was still every bit an elite rusher. And in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, we saw him go off as well. So, um, but assuming he's not going to be available, which has been the common assumption before this week, um, I would try to avoid some of the one year wonder type guys. Like I would probably try to avoid uh, Leonard Floyd. Uh, Trey Hendrickson and Hassan Reddick. I've heard a lot of people talk about him, but those guys didn't have a lot of production until they're in a contract year. So to me, I'd be a little, I'd be a red flag to me. Um, my absolute favorite guy besides Barrett is Carl Lawson uh, from the Bengals. He's another guy whose sack totals haven't done justice to how good he really is. Um, this past year, he only had, I think, six sacks, but he was fourth in pressures and second in QB hits, which is, I think he's a 10-plus sack-a-year guy waiting to happen. Um, he was, I think he had about nine his rookie year, and he had back-to-back injury-shortened seasons, so I think he's going to be a little cheaper um, than some of these other guys. So that would, that would be my guy, Carl Lawson. I think he's a perfect fit. He's also pretty good against the run, like he's a well, well-rounded edge player. I think he'd be a pretty big upgrade over Kyle Van Noy. And maybe this is why we let him go. Maybe we want to really upgrade the Ed's position. Um, and looking at all the talent available here in free agency, it, it might make sense. So I'm not making a prediction that we're going to sign one of these guys. But to me, if I'm looking where the value's at, I'm going Edge in free agency and maybe uh, waiting for the draft before I go big on a potential number one receiver. Yeah, one thing to remember is uh... – when we were in the tank season, before the season, we were trying to get Jadavion Clowney from Houston, but he wouldn't accept a trade there. So Flores obviously values the edge position on his defense. Yeah. But. I like Clowney too. I think he doesn't get a lot of sacks, but he's a really good uh, run defender. He's like, very disruptive. In the league. Yeah. So I'd be fine with that as well. Travis? I definitely like Clowney. I actually – I went with – the person I went with was – someone that I knew Cody wouldn't agree with because he's coming off that contract uh, year. And I typically, I'm usually the same, um, you know, usually, you know, dudes are, you know, they, they play that good year right before, uh, you know, right before uh, free agency to try to get that contract. But I would actually go Redick um, there. Uh, and I know there was a lot of Dolphins fans who were banging the table um, when he, uh, in that year's draft, I think it was 2016. Um, they were banging the table for him. Um, the thing, the only reason is this was the first year that Vance Joseph moved him from inside linebacker to outside. And that's where you saw, that's where you saw his production. Now I understand where Cody's coming from. Like I said, I'm the same way. 
um, was part of that, you know, with the with the contract looming, it could be. But the fact that they moved him to outside, you know, he had 12 sacks, he had 16 QB hits, you know, he had six force fumbles, and he's a good system fit. So that's that's really the main reason. Um, you know, typically I'd be nervous, but with Flores's, you know, with Flores with the system, um, that would actually be my guy. And again, also because I'm just thinking cheap. Um, you know, obviously there's obvious choices that you want, but if those choices aren't there, um, I went with I, I went with Reddick uh, because of that. You got to remember though, I think five or six of his sacks came in one game against five against the Giants. Giants. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what was going on that game. He was he <laughs> he was giving credit. He was impressive, but that might be a little bit of the Giants just have, kind of having a breakdown. Right. Game. Protection and well. that's and that's what I think part of the yeah part of the answer also is obviously I'm not saying you know overpay for him but you know um, you know because there's other guys like you guys had mentioned there's other guys that we could definitely get I think in my head it's if you can get him for a good price um, and then kind of try to get somebody in the draft um, that was just who that was who I went with um, because of moving him to the outside and you know uh, being a perfect system fit I think he I think he might be able to flourish um with us under Flores I did notice while watching his film he he's really good at stripping the quarterback when he's near him I saw him strip like Matt Ryan I think Tom Brady and a few others and he was pretty good at that so I like that and he was actually my uh he was actually my second favorite guy too so but you hit on him you touched on it pretty good and I'm just gonna touch on the JJ Watt thing because I know people will probably say like why'd they replace him with JJ Watt we also have to remember like the NFL is a business and Watt jerseys are going to sell a lot more than Reddick jerseys. That might not be the only reason, but the NFL is a business at the end of the day. The owners are trying to make money. We'll see how many games J.J. Watt plays this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest problem. But uh, my second favorite guy was uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Behind Shaquille Barrett, obviously. Shaquille Barrett was my number one as well. But uh, he's an intriguing guy to, to me. He's one of the few in this that has uh, has had production at a young age and continued it throughout his career, and he's had eight sacks each, every year in his career, and that's pretty good production. But the downside for him is he had like seventeen his first year, and he's gone down every year since then. So I'm not sure if you really want to sign a guy that's on the decline. But he was also traded last year twice: first to Minnesota, second to. Uh, the Ravens. So I think we could possibly get a value in a guy that could rush the edge. My biggest problem with him is he's not very good in the run. <laughs> he was, was he was actually say, pretty, he was actually pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I and, think if any coach... Kyle Van Noy was very good on the run too. So like yeah. to kind of replace that edge position with someone who can't really hold up against the run, That's that would be my biggest uh, reason I would say no with him. But like you said, he was very consistent. So that would be appealing because he's done it more than one year like some of these guys. Yeah, if Flores thinks he can get him to at least a, an average run stopper, I think it'd be a great signing for us. But, yeah, it's a, it's a little risky. But if we're, if we're feeling it, he's a little bit of a cheaper option. And I have one just sneaky guy, and we all know him, Romeo Okora from Notre Dame. He was on the lines the past few years. I think he's sneaky good. And I don't think he'll be a star pass rusher, but – He's coming off his best season with the Lions. And one of the things I noticed was his strip sack ability as well. And he also played special teams and blocked a punt this past year. And I think he could turn out to be one of the best values of the edge rush class. 
We always got to shout out our ND boys. We're going to, you can, oh, yeah. uh, they're going to call us homers here soon. But. That's okay. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to linebacker. Travis, who was your favorite linebacker of this class? So this is going to be um, different than most uh, people's answers. Um, but this is a guy that, in my, cause in my head, I'd really like to get um, in the draft. I'd really like to get um, you know someone in the draft. Um, so free agency wise, I kind of just picked somebody who I think can make a difference. Um, and I went with Anthony Walker Jr. Um, from Indianapolis. Um, you know, he's kind of uh, he's he's one of he's a linebacker that would fit again. He would fit Flores' system very nicely. Um, you know, he produced with the, um, you know, everyone knows how, how good the Colts defense was this past season. Um, you know, he, the reps that he did receive, I mean, he produced, I mean, he had 92 tackles. Um, he had an interception, uh, a couple forced fumbles. Um, you know, he's fast, he's athletic. He just, he fits that, um, you know, he fits Flores' system. I think he'd be a nice, uh, you know, <laughs> I think he could be more than a situational player. Um, I think he'd be a surprisingly very good linebacker, um, for us and, you know, and we'd still be able to, you know, take a linebacker in the draft, which is what I, uh, would, you know, prefer, but yeah, he would be, he'd be one of my, um, he'd be a guy I'd want to get, you know, I think you'd get him at a good price, um, and you'd get very good production out of him. It's definitely a day, I haven't heard much. I agree. Travis doing his homework. Diving deep. deep on that one. He, he's very solid. I mean, from what I watched, um, I have to give a shout out to uh, a couple, of, um, you know, living in Indiana, a couple of Colts fans who they were like, like, you know, they, they said he was not, the, the frustrating thing to them was, he, you know, he was behind uh, a couple of their stud linebackers. Um, but yeah, when I went and watched him and just watched him, he, he was solid. He's a, he's a very nice linebacker. So shout out to them. <laughs> all right cody i think guys like matt milano and jalen brown are going to be guys that are going to intrigue the dolphins just because they're really good in coverage they're a little undersized uh, for playing in the middle um so they're not going to be as good against the run maybe as some people might want but they're just like lockdown coverage guys and maybe if we're going to move on from someone like eric rowe and we're a little uneasy about brandon jones coverage ability maybe we give some tight end coverage, more tight end coverage responsibility to a guy like Matt Milano. Um, I think he's going to be a little more expensive than Jalen Brown. So it depends on how much we're willing to spend on the position, which I'm hesitant to see if we will actually go after a linebacker. Cause I think we've just done a good job of finding guys for cheap later in the draft or um, some low, uh, kind of low key free agent signings. So those guys are going to obviously be a lot more, but I think they'd be great fits. So I'd be and like a guy like Matt Milano would, hurt the bills because he's been a great player for them. So if we can hurt a division rival and upgrade our position at the same time, uh, that would be pretty nice. Another option um, that I've heard a lot of Dolphins fans talk about is uh, Denzel Perryman, a former Miami linebacker, uh, grew up in South Florida. Um, my dilemma with him is he's phenomenal against the run. Like he's a thumper. He's going to come up and be everything you want him to be um, on those early downs. We just haven't really prioritized those type of guys. Like we had a guy, right, Quan McMillan, who was that was kind of his specialty as a two-down player. We want three-down linebackers so we can be versatile, so we can not have to sub guys out in passing downs. But my my thing with Perryman is he actually is a little bit better in coverage. Like he's not on Milano or Brown's level, 
but he's good enough where we might be tempted to get someone like him against the run who doesn't have to come off on all the passing down. So it depends on how we evaluate him in coverage. If we think he's okay or good enough, um, I'd be willing to do it because he's going to lay the wood. He's going to make a lot of big hits and be the physical presence we need in the middle. But I'm still more inclined to think we will probably address this in a draft or someone um, like a lower level signing just for depth purposes and for agency. You took the words right out of my mouth. I had all three of those guys. My favorite was Matt Milano, but my biggest concern with him is he's had injuries, a lot of injuries in the past, including this past season. But I really do like his play style, and I think he would fit in perfect with us. And like you said, he, we could get rid of Roe if we wanted to at that point and get another uh, utility tool back there for Flores to work with. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not too worried about the run stopping with our big boys uh, in the on the interior, like we talked about. But yeah, I like those three guys as well. So not much more explaining to do. <laughs> So, speaking of the interior defensive line, we'll go into that. I think this need is similar to the backup quarterback need. It's not really like a big pressing need that we need to fill this year because we have guys that are pretty good, but it's a sneaky need that we probably need to get addressed in depth with uh, free agency or the draft. So, who's the guy you like, Cody? Uh, like I said before, I don't think we'll be too active here in free agency just because I think we're pretty – uh, sold on the, the three guys that we have, Sealer, Wilkins, and Davis. Um, but we do need a fourth guy, so we maybe we'll sign someone in free agency. A guy like Dalvin Tomlinson would be a great fit, someone who's big, who can play the zero tech when we go to a 3-4 defense, like a true nose tackle. But he's probably going to be probably too expensive for what we're probably looking for at this stage. So I would probably just wait to the draft to address this one. Maybe there's someone for depth purposes we'll sign in free agency, but – I haven't looked at this position nearly as closely as the others just because I think we're pretty um, – it's one of the strongest positions on the team for us. So I think we'll go with what we have. And then I'm excited to see what we do in the draft, though, because I think we can really bolster our depth along the D-line in the draft. There's some good prospects I've seen so far. So we'll delve into that in future episodes. Travis? So um, I would actually – so who would I would go with? I do would be Sheldon Rankins. Um, another one kind of like, okay, what are you talking about? Uh, but he was, um, you know, he was drafted first round 2016. Um, you know, we could get a good value, uh, for him. Um, you know, he's tough up front. Um, he also can help with the pass rush. Um, I know there was a, I watched him, I watched him a little bit, um, from this past season. And, um, you know, the only thing is, is his health. Um, he hasn't stayed healthy these past two seasons, um, you know, and, and so the Dolphins would probably, um, you know, watching him and seeing how other team how, um, the Saints used him, um, he'd be, he'd be more of a rotational player, which I know we've kind of been against that at, you know, linebacker and stuff like that. But I think with Sealer and with Davis, I think he'd fit right in. And like I said, he actually, I mean, there was a few, a few of, um, a few of his, uh, plays that I watched. He got a nice, like I said, he got a nice, a pass rush. Um, he got some nice pressure on the quarterback. So, um, yeah, that'd be my guy. I know not like a wow, um, but I kind of stayed in the department of, you know, not overspending, just kind of filling um, a, a need, but not, you know, not overspending, I guess. So that'd be my guy. Yeah, that Saints uh, run defense has been top five the last like three or four years, and he's a big reason why. So I'd be, I'd be really good with that. Uh, my guy that I've, like uh he's a little bit older he's 29 but i like shelby harris 
He's been on the Broncos the last like four or five years after a little stint with the Raiders. And he's not a pass rusher at all, really. But he's a great uh, running guy and stopping the run. And I think he's a good veteran presence because like I like our three guys, but we have no one with any experience at all on the interior. Like Wilkins is going to be our Wilkins and Siler are our oldest guys there. And they're not very old at all. So I think, I think it'd be good to get an old guy and he'd be cheaper, obviously, because he's an older guy and teams won't value that as much, but he's a guy I like. So we'll move on to the last position, safety. Now I know we were excited about it coming in, but with the three uh, franchise tags, it's been downgraded a little bit, but I think there's still some exciting guys. And I know you had mentioned one you're really excited about. So you, uh, you go ahead and take it, Cody. Oh yeah. My favorite guy. I really like him a lot is uh, John Johnson uh, from the Rams. I think he's kind of just the complete package. Um, I mean, he's not a, he's not made a ton of plays like as far as interceptions, um, but he's very versatile. He, he's played a lot of split safety with the Rams. So he's, he's shown the ability to play great in coverage back deep, like a single high safety. He could do a little bit of what Bobby McCain does. He's also very good around the box, around the line of scrimmage. He's more physical than Rowan McCain. I'd be good in run support. Um, I think he's just kind of the complete package. So if we did want to release Bobby and Roe, maybe we'd have enough money to uh, get John Johnson and him and Brandon Jones could make our new safety duo. It's a little bit of a risk to go completely new, especially with a second year player with Jones. But I think Johnson's good enough where um, I'll be willing to take that risk. He'd probably be the only guy I would target though, if we're, um, in relation to getting rid of Bobby, I think I would keep Bobby if we couldn't get John Johnson. Um, but he's only 25. I think the arrow is still pointing up for him. So I'd be pretty excited if we could land him. Travis, what are your thoughts? So, yes, the, you know, with, uh, with the, um, the players that were franchised, um, it does suck, but it helps me for my answer because, you know, I've been, I've been choosing guys that aren't, you know, like, wow. Um, so this kind of plays, honestly, this kind of contradicts me wanting to get rid of Bobby. Um, but it's just because I like this player more and I feel like we are, there's going to be, he is going to bring in somebody I'm guessing that, um, you know, he knows from the Belichick, Patricia and, you know, himself's era when they were in Foxborough. Um, and so I would like this individual and I don't know, I mean, it might not happen, but, uh, Duran Harmon. Um, he, he, again, he played under them, um, in their system, uh, while in Foxborough playing for the Patriots. Um, you know, he's, he's another one of those, um, a Flores guy. He's reliable. Um, he's very durable. I mean, he's been playing, you know, all 16 games. The only, the only season he didn't was his rookie season. Um, and then this past season under Patricia, which is why, uh, playing for the Lions, he's had a career high in tackles. Um, and yeah, so I mean, it does kind of hurt my argument with getting rid of Bobby because he is one of those players with Bobby. He, he, he can be trusted, um, you know, to stop the big plays. He's, you know, he's very consistent. Um, he's durable. He is, he, to me, he is kind of a lot like Bobby. Um, it's just, like I said at the beginning of the pod, like I just, I just, there's, there's been just a few plays that I'm just like, man. And so I just think Harmon could come in. I think he could, um, I think he could at least make a couple plays where, it, you know, it really makes a difference while at the same time, um, you know, he's not getting beat, you know, getting beat deep. 
um, and he can kind of be a, a good a good role in our defense. Again, not a guy who you know we're overspending um, to be you know the leader of the defense. We're not we're not spending you know the 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 bank for him, but it's someone who you can get you know a Flores guy um, who fits the system. You can get him for a good you know a good deal, and I think he would actually make a really good difference um, on our defense. So that'd be my choice. All right. So uh, my top guy was John Johnson as well. And I think he's in a tier by himself in this class. Uh, I'm not going to hit on it too much because Cody hit it. But one thing is the Rams aren't paying him because they don't think he's that good. They're not paying him because they have to pay Stafford, Donald, and Ramsey. They just don't have enough money to keep him. He's a yeah. he's a phenomenal player. And I would, I'd, be, I'd be thrilled to get him. But uh, one other guy I want to mention, Keanu Neal. Uh, he made a Pro Bowl his second year in the league, and then the last two years after that, he got injured. I think he tore his Achilles at ACL, which isn't great, but I'm not too worried about it because this last year he proved he bounced back this past year. He had over 100 tackles, and every season he's played a full season, he's had over 100 tackles. He's not great in pass coverage, but I'm not too worried about that with our secondary because we'll make up for it on the back end. And he's a little bit cheaper option than John Johnson. I think he's in that second tier. And uh, he's a big, he's a thumper. He's He plays in the box. He supports the run very well. And if we want to upgrade, I think if we got him, we would want to drop Rowe and then keep Bobby. That's just my opinion, because Bobby's a smaller guy. We could put Keanu Neal in the box to help out with the run game and then put Bobby back there in coverage to secure the back end for our secondary so that about wraps it up for this pod uh as always check out our twitter three guys in a pod the three is spelled out the number three and uh subscribe rate and review us please that's about it good job fellas great pod can't wait for free agency let's go here we go it's only just begun (laughs) peace